You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. We got local, state, national, covering down on all the issues, sometimes international. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, welcome to Tuesday. And now there's a, there's a movement afoot to do some things in government that are different. You hear about the House rules. We talked about them yesterday. There's things they want to change. And then you hear about things like liberals wanting to pack the court, you know, and things like, uh, we need to amend the Constitution to get rid of the Second Amendment. That's just in the way. Or for that matter, just pretend it's not there in the first place. Okay. Sometimes different is good. Sometimes different is bad. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes continuity and predictability and good order mean as much to good governance as policy does. Now, James Madison, one of our founders, he's one of the chief authors of the U.S. Constitution. He rejected the idea that government should be whimsical or prone to amend itself on the polls of a fickle populace. In Federalist Number 62, Madison denounced what he referred to as volatility in governance. He wrote, quote, Great injury results from an unstable government. The want of confidence in the public councils damps every useful undertaking, the success and profit of which may depend on a continuance of existing arrangements. Basically, what Madison said in such flowery language was that in terms of good governance, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, people are always thinking up a new way of doing things or getting to a result quicker than before. But sometimes, sometimes you come across a piece of special equipment or a way of doing things or a special document or whatever. Sometimes something comes along and it just it just works, you know, and it works and it keeps on working and it becomes almost ubiquitous. You expect to see it there because you're so used to it. It works. Something you expect to see or expect to say or expect to use. And sometimes those things can become even generational when layers of family history have been touched by the same thing. Like, for instance, you may not have thought of this one, but the Browning M2 50 caliber machine gun has been in use continuously in the service since 1942. 42. That means that same piece of equipment, in this case the big Ma Deuce, has been handled by my grandfather, my father, myself, and now my son while each of us serve our time in uniform. That's amazing. It's a classic example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But listen, y'all, there's one item, as I get into my points here, there's one item that has done more work to win wars, move ships, start and finish careers, and provide logistics than perhaps any piece of generational legacy equipment than any item in the U.S. government's inventory. Now, it's an item that may surprise you. It may surprise you because of its longevity and because of its simplicity. It's an item that anyone who has served in the military or ever served as a federal employee of any type has likely used at some point in time. And this year, this classic bit of generational supply room wonder turns 55 years old with no signs that it's going to be taken off the shelves of the U.S. supply rooms anytime soon. I know you're curious. Some of you have already guessed what it is. It's the famous small black Skillcraft ink pen. Oh, I mean, a bunch of y'all just went there in your minds. You can picture it. And if you haven't, just picture this. It's, it always, you know, it's, it's the famous little small black one. I kid you not, the little thin black pen with the silver clicker on top. It always comes in a plain brown box in usual government style with the government NSN or national stock number on the outside. Since 1968, y'all, the Skillcraft pen 
has been made under contract by the National Industries for the Blind using the Skillcraft name. And like most things in government, it has to meet long-standing, strict, mandated requirements. Get this. Here's what a Skillcraft pen has to be able to do. It has to be able to write a continuous line one mile long and be, a mile, and be able to do it in temperatures ranging from minus 40 degrees to 160 degrees Fahrenheit. The ink must be able to dry within five seconds without smearing or blotting. It must be capable of being submerged in water for up to 48 hours. And it must be able to withstand two bleachings when you leave it in your pocket for washing. They also have to be exactly five and one-eighths inch long, so they can be fully inserted into a uniform pocket without sticking out. But like most good things that hang around long enough, folks figure out other things you can do with them. Like, how, what can you do with a Skillcraft pen? Well, I'm told that in the Navy, on a nautical map, sailors can expect the pen's length to be almost exactly equal to 150 nautical miles. That's kind of cool. Combat engineers have found the pen to be the same length as a two-minute fuse. Ah, and stories abound and even made it into an episode of MASH one time about medics using half of a Skillcraft pen to perform a battlefield tracheotomy to help injured troops breathe. And I can, I can tell you personally for a fact that in the backwoods of northern Afghanistan, my sorry old Russian-made U.S. Jeep broke down and my Afghan bodyguard determined that we had a leaking fuel line. So he took my Skillcraft pen, he clipped off a bit of the lower half, he cut a section of the fuel line and fitted it right in and voila! We made it back to the safe house with a field expedient Skillcraft fuel line. Thank you, Skillcraft. So why am I telling you the story? Well, because sometimes the old adage is still true that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's not just some old man yelling about hating change, not at all. I recognize that sometimes a new development or a new technology will come along and change something that we're all used to, and I'm fine with that. But the Skillcraft pen will be around as long as the government uses paper because it works, because it's cost-effective, because it's readily available, and because it fits a viable need. And much like that little piece of plastic and ink, there are some things that do not need to be changed. Like, for instance, for me personally, I believe the Bible is the unerring word of God. It stood a test of time. It still operates with full effectiveness today. Efforts to change a bridge or deny its efficacy are just unwarranted. For 2,000 years it has stood, and it has worked, and the Bible is not broken. Or the U.S. Constitution and its Bill of Rights, those are foundational. They've weathered many a storm. I realize the Constitution can, in fact, be amended. That's what the Bill of Rights is. But the manner and means for doing so is sacred, and it cannot be changed. There should always be good order and discipline, public debate, and a ratification of the states. And I mean, sure, there's a possibility of an Article 5 convention, but generally speaking, that has never happened. In 235 years, because we have a formal process for amendments, there has only been 27 amendments. It's special. It's what the founders intended. It still works. The Constitution is not broken. And while we're on it, there was a lot of ballyhoo this past week on the manner and the means by which a Speaker of the House was able to be selected. But it worked. It was messy, but it was accountable. And it gave voice to the smallest number of representatives who otherwise might have been ignored. The House rules, they're not broken. So you can complain about something and decide you don't like it. But then you have to look at it and decide, hmm, if it still works, should we fix it? Well, I'm of the mind that if it still works, if it is still considered highly effective, if it serves a valuable purpose, if it's approachable, attainable, affordable, and has endured the test of times and the whims of men, then it might be valuable. The Bible, the Constitution, the standing rules of the House, the Skillcraft pen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's a wrap for the right side way. There you have it. 
Yeah, James Madison, he had it going on when he said that literally what you don't want to do is find some kind of means by which you discontinue existing arrangements because great injury, he said, results from an unstable government. There are some things that just aren't broken. So the efforts to constantly fix because someone has a whim, well, that's called culture. And there are some things that should survive culture. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio covering all of north alabama solid conservative and just plain right saving the world one soundbite at a time um hey listen by the way if you want to follow the show uh online there's multiple ways to do that now hey booms we got a uh, issue with the live streaming on the website right now is that right yeah on the website it's just not liking us today <laughs> I've tried it four times. It seems like every, liking us. It's like every time there's a glitch, it's actually through our website. Yeah. It, it just anyway. But bottom line is they can watch it on YouTube though, right? YouTube and Facebook. YouTube and by Instagram. And Instagram doesn't like me either because I just had to reboot it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technology helps us uh, so much. It helps and it, may, it makes you happy and it drives you crazy all oh at the same my time. Gosh. You know. Saves us so much time. <laughs> I'm the guy that uh, usually the conversation starts with, well, sir, did you reboot? That's that's where it always starts with me. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, we got we got plenty more, though. I mean, there's we're on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're also, by the way, uh, on you can you can find the show on its own website, rightsideradio.org. And the show is podcasted, podcasted heavily, by the way. So uh, if you uh, want to track the show or you miss part and you want to come back to it, like I'm looking right now, Tony from Piedmont just said, outstanding monologue. He says, I missed the show yesterday. Um, had to be down in Birmingham. So uh, anyway, Tony, you can always pick up part of it from yesterday or the whole thing if you want to. Go to any version of podcasting out there. We put it up on Podbean. It's up against on iTunes. It's on Google. Um, you can also find them posted on our website, rightsideradio.org. And so, yeah, you can, you, can, you can pick up the show after the fact, and we have a ton of folks that do that. Um, what are our downloads today, my brother? Where we, we are at, at 106,000. Is we? Yes, Is we, we is. indeed. I like it. Yeah. 106,000. That's, um, I thought we were just like eating donuts last week and doing push-ups. <laughs> it was, That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it's flying by. Uh, yeah, 106,000 downloads. What's our, what's our second biggest audience? Did uh, Florida still outpace uh, uh, California? I looked this morning and California has bumped back up to number two. <laughs> Hello, California. <laughs> we love you out there on the left coast. You know what? I've got somebody that I met who's in the uh, California State Senate. Um, I met her at a conference uh, when Charlene and I were in D.C. Um, and and I, I need to contact her and have her on the show and find out if she's one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Hey, hey, Senator Melendez, are you one of our listeners? Uh, but anyway, yeah, California, we love you. And uh, so, folks, you can follow the show any number of ways. You can also follow me personally on Twitter, at Sin, that's S-E-N, at Sin Phil Williams. All our stuff is out there. Um, plenty of doings too. The text lines are open and so is the phone lines, 
4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. If you're texting the show for the very first time, then just text the word right side to that number. It's all one word, right side. And uh, you'll get an auto reply back that says, hey, right side ruffian, thanks for joining or something like that. And, uh, and then tell us your first name and where you're from, and we'll plug you in. I mean, I'm so uh, uh, Bev from Madison's already texted in. Bev, how you doing today? Glad you're out there. I told you about Tony from Piedmont. Frank from Huntsville's already on board. John from Huntsville. Uh, yesterday we had Grandma Wanda from Coleman, John from Brownsboro, Amy from Madison. We had just, listen, the audience is all over the northern part of the state. Hartzell, I'm looking at Hartzell, Russellville, Harvest, Athens, uh, Tullahoma. Uh, we got a lot of folks out of state. Anyway, all I'm saying is this. Text on in, y'all. We will take it. And, uh, and we'll try to read those out as we go. Um, plenty of doings going on. Right now, President Biden is down in um, Mexico. And uh, what a time, uh, what a time to be in Mexico, because there's a there's literally a, a, a war with the cartels going on right down. There. And it's 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 amazing to watch. Boomer, did you see the uh, the, uh, the 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 video of the of the fighting going on in the streets down there in Mexico? Oh, yeah. I was watching it all this morning, actually, because I was I was like, wow, I just couldn't believe yeah. what was going on. When you see helicopter gunships in the streets of Mexico, what the heck? And then, I didn't know. realize it was that bad. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's places right now in, in near resort towns. I've got one article right here that says they found five bodies chopped up in bags uh, near um, uh, Acapulco, I believe. Oh. And uh, just you know, right outside the resorts area. Oh. And it just it just you look at this and go, you know, I don't want to just like diss on their tourism, but dang y'all, I mean, if I was going on vacation right now, I'm pretty sure it's not Mexico. I'm just, I'm just saying, if I, and I, and by the way, I've gotten to where I really like to go where they speak the same language, so I know exactly what's going on. But, um, but I haven't traveled overseas, and I can't tell you when. I think the last time we went anywhere was on, uh, uh, like a, a cruise, and we had some, you know, port of calls. But that was that was years ago. Um, I, I just, I'm not there. But I don't know why anybody right now would think, hey, let's pack up the family and go down to uh, Ciudad Juarez or. Let's cross the border and party tomorrow night in Tijuana. No, it's it's just it's not safe, and you can't tell me it is. In fact, the research I did for today's show tells me I don't think we're going to be back there vacationing anytime ever, ever. What do you? What's the look? Yes, that's that's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) After reading some of those things, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, it's just. It's just awful. Well, President Biden's down there right now, and I'm wondering, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see what kind of backroom discussions they're having. But it's called the, uh, right now they're calling it the Summit of the Three Amigos because uh, the President of Canada, the United States, and Mexico are all meeting uh, right now uh, in conference together. And, you know, I I just, I don't know. I don't know what Biden's going to come back with. Anything? Anything at all? Montezuma's revenge? I don't know. All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll come right back. First thing out the gate, what's good for the goose? It's good for the gander. Biden's got a whole parcel of explaining to do about some confidential or classified documents. We'll be right back. <laughs> 